Good afternoon. Welcome to my garage. I'm out here. It's uh, 36 degrees in Wisconsin. And you can tell by my accident that uh, I probably didn't come from here. So uh, that really brings us to the reason what's, what's going on is, uh, is uh, I'm going to going to exhibition my accent a little bit by request and and uh, so how we got here um i'm in the dentist chair at cedar creek dental uh dr sarah and the rest of her folks they're just they're just wonderful uh there we have a lot of fun um but she said uh at one point she was joking i think she was joking she said you could just come up here and read to us and we'd be just tickled and uh so that was I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago or whatnot. And then uh, I went in for a little bit of work the other day, and uh, it came up again. And so when I was walking out, the the little girl there that was uh, that was uh, escort me, she said, "You can bring your recording up here." And I thought, "Oh, they weren't kidding." So, so anyway, I got to thinking about you know this whole podcast thing, and I thought, you know, there this this might be kind of fun. So I thought. Uh, I just go ahead and give it a run and uh, just kind of see how it goes. So what what am what am I going to do here? So obviously I, I'm going to do some reading, but I think um, what also I'm going to do I don't get a chance to really enjoy a good cigar because they are it, it does take a little bit of time to get through them. Um, so just to fire one up and put it out just seems like a waste. They're they're kind of pricey. Some of them are anyway. Um, so I'll read you a little bit of a review about this one. Now, this particular cigar, it's called a, uh, hold on, I'll pull it up here. Um, it's called a Toronto Exodus Gold, 1959. Um, it was gifted to me by my boss. We trade cigars out, um, oh, I don't know, pretty pretty regular whatnot, about once a month. And uh, this is the one of ones he'd given me one of the one of the nicer ones I think, and so I was just waiting for a nice occasion to fire it up. And so uh, here's what they say about it at uh, Cigar International, probably where he bought it at. <coughs> um, it says, uh, "Buckle up, camper. This gratifying cigar will take you on a thrill ride." Carlos Toronto makes some of the most consistently tasting cigars around. They quietly ply their craft with a focus on quality, and the Exodus 1959 blend is one of their finest. Have a look at this stick. It's hard to pull your eyes away from the wrapper. It hugs the filler blend like a river of dark chocolate, gorgeous after lighting. A blast of cream and spices greets you, followed by some chocolatey notes. Medium to full-bodied, it's composed of a Habana 2000 wrapper, accompanied by a complex five-country blend of Dominican, Honduran, Mexican, Nicaraguan, and Costa Rican tobaccos. In addition to the top 25 honors and several 90-plus ratings, Exodus Gold 1959 received a well-deserved 92-point score, noting wonderful texture on this dark box-pressed beauty. It's a woody and toasty Cigar with a solid black cherry note with hints of cedar. Rich, balanced, and elegant. It is very nice. I've, I've gotten through about uh, one-third of it here. It's uh, it's pretty rich. It is spicy. Spicy in terms of uh, 
of nicotine. I may get a little bit of a buzz going from this thing pretty quick, but uh, I guess it's a, it's about a five-inch cigar. Um, the ring gauge is a little bit smaller than my thumb, a little bit bigger than my index finger. Uh, they call this a box press, um, box press robusto. And uh, when they say box press, what they do is they roll a cigar like normal, and then they set it into a form, and then they stack it to cure. So it kind of makes a uh, kind of a rectangle type uh, shape around the outside. I kind of like them on windy days. I can uh, if I set them up on the on the outside side of my grill the wind didn't uh, tend to blow them off near as easily so but uh, anyway i've been looking at this cigar i've had it in my humidor for a couple of months now and i, and I was just looking for occasion to fire it up so here we are it is nice all right so what i'm going to read today the uh the internet has a plethora of uh, story books and whatnot to read, so uh, so I went out to uh, this one website called Magic Keys, and they had a number of uh, children's stories there. Um, I picked out a couple of them. One of them here is called Round Bird, and uh, it's written by... Uh, the, the author is uh, Leah McAndrews, and uh, let's, uh, let's begin. Round bird is not like other birds. He has a big round body with little wings. He cannot fly, but he wants to play with the other birds more than anything. And there he is. He's sitting on the fence. He's a pretty bird. He's, uh, he's got some gold and some red and some purple and blue colors to him, um, kind of like one of those hyacinth macaws, but he's sitting there on the fence, and he's he's watching his friends fly off in the distance, and he's just, he's not real happy at all about it, but you know, really, are those really his friends? If they were some of my friends, I got some pretty good ones, and they'd, uh, they'd probably come back and say, ah, you know, we don't really need to go anywhere, we can just hang out here, you know, do some stuff and whatnot, but no, they just jetted off, so if I was him, I think I'd I'd be looking for some different types of friends. I know about a lot of different birds that can't fly very well, but anyway, so he's he's persistent. He's he looks like he's gonna try it, so he's gonna jump off this fence. And there he is. Every day and in many ways he tries to fly. Then he tries again. So it's like this isn't just one of those one day occurrences. It's like it's like happens like every day, so Yep, there he is. There's nothing worth, and he's sitting on his bum right there at the bottom of the fence in the grass. He's he's got big eyes, like he just don't know what happened. Like maybe knocked the knocked the wind out of him or something. But you know something else. Here, this guy, he's got granted. He kind of looks like he might have gotten the feed bin in between meals, maybe a few too many times. He's he's a pretty big old boy, but you know he may just be just one of these big body people, you know, like kind of like uh, humans are the same way. Some are skinny, some some are thick, you know. It's just kind of the way the bones are laid out. But anyway, this, this guy is sitting here, and uh, he's worried about his friends. Well, honestly, I think I think his, uh, 
I think his priorities are all wrong. I think I'd be worried about cats. Man, there's this butterball sitting just on the other side of the fence, and I'm a tomcat coming around in the corner. Man, I'm not going to pass this deal up. But anyway, so it, it's uh, I guess that's outside the story, but, you know, I'm just thinking about those things. But anyway, so he's he gets up, and he's kind of meandering around a bit, and he uh, and it reads on here. It says, then he thought it might be better to use a tree. So there he is. He's uh, he's figured out that the fence, yeah, so he understands gravity. He needs to get uh, a little bit higher up so he gets a bigger gust of gravity, you know, so uh, so maybe those wings will work. I guess it's kind of true, you know, if, uh, if anything's going fast enough, I guess it will fly. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so there he is. He's, he's walking up to the tree, and I can see some leaves down on the bottom, you know, so I think... I think if this isn't going to work, isn't going to work, I think uh, he may have, a, it may not hurt him too bad. So anyway, all right, so there he is. He's climbing up the tree. It looks like he's struggling pretty hard. And it reads on and says, it is very hard for a little bird to do, but he climbs the tree. And he makes it all the way up there. It says uh, he sits on a branch and takes a deep breath before he jumps and flaps his wings. This cigar is pretty spicy. Looks like I'm gonna have to give it another light though. That happens sometimes. Man, listen to that, that's a torch, isn't it? I'd say, yeah, there's some chocolate notes in here. It's nice and toasty, though. You can definitely tell the difference. This is like a $6 cigar. You know, for a 92 rating, this is a pretty good price, actually. Um, you know, I'd probably pay, you know, $10 for this cigar. It's got a real good flavor. It puts out a lot of smoke, too. There's a lot of oil in the wrapper. I can... Uh, I see the uh, saliva beads forming up around the, the outside of the wrapper here. Definitely a good cigar. I'm pairing that up with a uh, with a cup of cold coffee. It was hot when I brought it out here, but uh, in 30-something degree weather, even though I've heated up the garage uh, quite well, it's... Uh, it's cooled off in here, so don't matter to me. Most of the time I drink cold coffee anyway. So here we go. So he jumps and flaps his wings. Next page. And flaps some more, but they don't work. Yeah, he's uh, he's probably hitting terminal velocity, no doubt. Good thing he made sure there was a pile of leaves. He scrambles out of the leaves and sits and thinks for a bit. He's probably kind of dazzled after hitting the ground, but atop his perch, see he's back on the fence now, atop his perch, round bird sits and thinks. He now knows that even though he wishes hard and tries hard too, that there are just some things that 
some birds aren't meant to do. The challenge for round bird then is to find those special things that only special birds can do. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of birds that don't fly. You know, there's turkeys and chickens and whatnot. Granted, he'd look a bit different from them, but uh, he could uh, he could probably hang, about, hang out with those types. You know, granted, those other birds he was following around, I don't, I don't think they were really so good of friends or, you know, they could have spent some time with him, you know, regardless. So, you know, I think uh, that's, that's what it's all about, right? It's all about acceptance. We get to figure out, what uh, what we're going to let bother us, and you know, if it, if we can't do one thing, then let's do another. Now, granted, he could probably maybe go for some prosthetics or something like that, and maybe maybe even kind of stay out of the feed box for a little bit. You know, he might he might be able to overcome it. You know, I've seen some humans wearing these things called wingsuits, and man, they jump off a big tall building or out of an airplane, and they're they're kind of like a kind of like flying squirrels, I guess. They're literally flying. So, I mean, it kind of goes back to, you know, if anything, going fast enough, I guess it can fly. But, uh, yeah, in this guy's case, you know, he probably just needs to go hang out with some turkeys and chickens and whatnot. Maybe an ostrich. They're kind of tall, though. They might step on him. But, but uh, and he doesn't look like a floater. I don't, I don't think, uh, no, I don't think he's a, he's a duck type. He's not, he doesn't got the right kind of beak on him. But, anyway, so that was a really good story from uh, Leah McAndrews. I really enjoyed that. Good story. This uh, website is uh, magickeys.com, and uh, I'll definitely be, uh, be looking for some more stories here. And in fact, <laughs> I did find another one I thought was pretty fun. Um, this story is by an author named Carol Moore, and I've seen some of her other stuff here and and uh, in some other places, and and I read I read through this once, and and I thought it was kind of kind of fun, so I'll just read this one too. And the uh, the title is "Who Did Patrick's Homework?" Yeah, that cigar is getting nice and spicy. I do like them that way. Carlos Toronto, Exodus 1959. Yep, I'll be returning to this one. <clears throat> All right, let's get after it. Who did Patrick's homework? Patrick never did homework. Too boring, he said. He played baseball and basketball and Nintendo instead. His teachers told him, Patrick, do your homework or you won't learn a thing. And it's true. Sometimes he did feel like a ding-a-ling. But what could he do? He hated homework. Then on St. Patrick's Day, his cat was playing with a little doll and he grabbed it away. To a surprise, it wasn't a doll at all, but a man of the tiniest size. He had a little wool shirt with old-fashioned breeches and a high, tall hat much like a witch's. He yelled, save me. Don't give me back to that cat. I'll grant you a wish. I'll promise you that. Patrick couldn't believe how lucky he was. Here was the answer to all of his problems. So he said, 
only if you do all of my homework till the end of the semester. That's 35 days. If you do a good enough job, I could even get A's. Hmm. Man, I don't know. I've seen some of the kids' homework these days. That stuff isn't easy. Wasn't easy when I was taking it as a kid anyway. But man, 35 days of doing homework for this kid? I think I'd be telling this kid, just give me back the cat. <laughs> yeah, 35 days of homework. It sounds a little painful. All right, let's go on. The little man's face wrinkled like a dishcloth thrown in the hamper. He kicked his legs and doubled his fist, and he grimaced and scowled and pursed his lips. Oh, I am cursed, but I'll do it. And true to his word, that little elf began to do Patrick's homework, except there was one glitch. The elf didn't always know what to do, and he needed help. Help me, help me, he'd say, and Patrick would have to help in whatever way. I don't know this word, they'll squeak while reading Patrick's homework. Get me a dictionary. No, even better, look up the word and sound it out by each letter. When it came to math, Patrick was out of luck. What are times tables that an elf would shriek? The elves never needed that. And addition and subtraction and division and fractions. Here, sit down beside me. You simply must guide me. Elves know nothing about human history. To them, it's just a mystery. So the little elf, already a shouter, just got louder. Go to the library. I need books. More and more books. And you can help me read them, too. Wow. As a matter of fact, every day and in every way, the little elf was a nag. Patrick was working harder than ever, and it was a drag. He was staying up nights, had never felt so weary. He was going to school with his eyes puffed and bleary. Finally, the last day of school arrived, and the elf was free to go. As for homework, there was no more, so he quietly <laughs> and shyly slipped out the back door. Man, I bet he never goes into a human's house where there's cats again. <laughs> Patrick got his A's. His classmates were amazed. His teachers smiled and were full of praise. And his parents, they wondered what had happened to Patrick. He was now the model kid, cleaned his room, did his chores, was cheerful, never rude. Like he had developed a whole new attitude. You see, in the end, Patrick still thought he'd made that tiny little man do all his homework. But I'll share a secret. Just between you and me, it wasn't the elf. Patrick did it himself. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's, that's kind of the way good support systems work, right? So, um, you know, it's hard to do homework on your own and whatnot. If you get somebody else doing them with you, I guess, you know, a lot of times it's your parents and whatnot, but... 
but uh, usually the parents are kind of kind of like a more of a nag than anything. I guess this little elf was kind of a novelty. He probably really thought he was, uh, yeah, that's what he said in the end. He, he really thought he had that little elf doing all his homework for him, but yeah, he was doing all the work himself. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep, that story was by Carol Moore on the website for Magic Keys. Well, <clears throat> so this was a, a nice little little time out here in the garage with you and enjoying a cigar. Um, I've certainly enjoyed it. I'm through about half of it now. It's a really good cigar. Um, if you're a new smoker, I probably wouldn't recommend this one. Um, it's, uh, it is a bit dark and uh, seems to carry a lot of nicotine with it. Um, but uh, nonetheless, it, it's got a really good flavor to it. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's got a lot of chocolatey notes to it. And uh, I like that toasted flavor as well. So I think, uh, I think I'm going to be going back to this one. So now I have to go into my humidor and find a cigar suitable for my boss. And I've given him some nice ones too. But uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a pretty good cigar. Very good. <clears throat> so I bid you all adieu. Uh, thank you for joining me, and uh, we'll see if I can do this again sometime. Have a good evening. Bye now.